episode of Go GTS Live, the Hobbies Web Show. Thanks for stopping by and hanging out with us this evening. I'm your host, Rob Bertrand. Joining me as always, Ivan Lovegren. How are you doing, brother? I'm doing great. How are you tonight, Rob? I'm doing very well, thank you. We kick things off tonight with the Go GTS Live Q of the Week poll. As always, we want to know, halfway through the regular season, who's leading the race for NFL's Rookie of the Year? And we'll let you ponder that if you haven't weighed in on it. It's the pinned tweet. That's going to be important because we are going to aggregate tonight's prize winners from several different box breaks. Ooh, tons of box breaks. From Twitter. So be sure you're following us at twitter.com slash live. And if you haven't weighed in on the poll already, please do so. We've got a big show tonight. In addition to uh, the poll, which we will talk about here in a few minutes, we've got some uh, topics and hobby happenings. We've got one, two, three, four, five breaks totaling SRP of about $1,400, uh, so hoping we're looking for lots of booms tonight. We've got the worldwide debut of Panini Prism Draft Picks Collegiate Basketball Cards. Uh, hot in the shop, not as extensive and lengthy as last week. In fact, we actually left off a couple of products, Ivan. I couldn't even believe it Wow! Um, in hindsight. And we've got a special off the post from n- new NHL Hall of Famer Doug Gilmore. But, yes, circling back to the poll... So, yeah, it's halfway through the regular season. Uh, We put up some choices for you and who you think is leading the race for NFL Rookie of the Year. Joe Burrow, Clyde Edwards-Hellier, Chase Claypool, or other. A lot of people wondering why we didn't put Justin Herbert on the list. I wanted to see just how smart the Internet was before you clicked a button and to see if Justin Herbert... uh, if there was enough people that other would actually rank number one. So let's dive into it. Uh, Ivan, did you make a selection? Uh, Yes, I selected other without hesitation um, because I noticed that the favorite for rookie of the year, the leading favorite was not on the list, as you just mentioned, Justin Herbert. Um, But again, I'm also uh, well aware that the, the internet is not always that smart. Uh, or you guys just really are opinionated and really believe that he is not going to be rookie of the year. So yeah, so I, I'm in the minority here, apparently. Well, let's break it. But let, we've let, only we've only got 407 votes, so you still have time to go vote yourself. All right, let's see if we can flip this. Um, so let's look at uh, the two quarterback uh, statistics, because let's face it, I mean, it's a quarterback-driven league. They really you know, just ought to give these awards to quarterbacks. It seems they're they're the only ones that win them, MVP, Rookie of the Year, whatever. But so Joe Burrow's got 2,272 passing yards. Justin Herbert has 1,820. They have the same completion percentage. They have the same number of interceptions. But Herbert holds a four-touchdown lead over Joe Burrow, with 15 to 11. Uh, and if you put much stat- statistical analysis and weight into uh, quarterback rating, Herbert clearly leads that category 104.5 to 91.4. 
So What's, I think uh, what are their team records? I think the big the big teams? part that's being missed here is that you're not going to answer my question. Uh, no, because that doesn't matter to me as much uh, when it comes really? to rookie of the wins? year. Wins uh, doesn't matter at quarterback. Uh, wins doesn't matter to me for rookie of the year as much as stats do, because you could be a rookie on an incredible team, hand the ball off a whole lot, and your team could win. Uh, what matters to me is stats per game, especially when you consider the fact that Herbert has also played one entire game less than Burrow because he didn't start the season as the starting quarterback. Very so when true. you talk about 15 touchdowns versus 11, well, s spread that over a season, and that's a significant, significant. difference, a significant more, more amount of touchdowns. So. Absolutely. Um, same with the passing stats. Uh, you know, if you throw the passing yards up there, um, yards per game, Justin Herbert is fourth in the league at 303, while Joe Burrow is in the top 10, but he is about, uh, he's almost 20, 20 yards less per game, 284. Yeah. And passer rating wise, he's a good 15, 13 points behind him, 104 and a half to 91. So, yep. I mean, and another another statistic, and it's not entirely on the quarterback, but 28 sacks to 12 <laughs> and one less game. So I know that mm -hmm. the uh, Bengals O-line is extremely porous, but Burrow has shown um, an inability to get rid of the ball quickly and to just give up on a play. And that's why I also chose other and would vote Justin Herbert. Small, small adjustment there, too, is that Burrow, uh, Herbert also had a bye week. So Burrow's actually played two more games than him yep. and is four touchdowns behind. So. Wow. That's incredible if you, when you think yeah. about it. So when you weight those all out in a per game average, like you said, Ivan, uh, very good point. So and that's also why I went other. Uh, although we're getting, you know, if you look at uh, our poll responses, uh, let's see, who else are people liking? Justin Jefferson? Okay. Chase Claypool has more touchdowns. Um, Vegas has them at equal odds, plus 1,500. Trey Higgins? Yeah. Yeah, but still the other two have more touchdowns. Um, who else? Yeah, Herbert. Uh, Vegas Herbert. actually also has two a pretty high, pretty high up there. Um, he's got one uh, game under his belt, right? Yep, and uh, and yet he's still higher, I believe, than either of those wide receivers on the odds list. Uh, no, sorry, he's, he's actually he's just below them, but he is higher than the other choice you put on there, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, um, according to Vegas. Tua with one game under his belt. Talk about victories over stats. Uh, one victory under his belt. Automatically you feel bumps about him up higher than a running back. <laughs> I, I know that they back. have offensive rookie of the year and defensive rookie of the year. How would you feel about them expanding the rookie of the year selections? To, oh, so it's like a participation trophy? No, no, no. So that by position. Nah. I like it when you can actually have, and you could, you have, I feel like you have to have seen it. What Like, was Odell Beckham, was he rookie of the year? Who was the rookie of the year that year? Yeah, Odell Beckham won rookie of the year, and he was a wide receiver. Okay, well, that's... So, you know, it's like there there can be a combination of the um, 
quarterback stinks. Did Gurley, did Gurley win rookie of the year? Um, I don't know. Saquon Barkley won. Alvin Kamara won. Okay. So actually, right. in in the last, we've got Kyler Murray, Dak Prescott. Yeah, Gurley, Beckham, Lacey, Robert Griffin III, Cam Newton, Sam Bradford. So right, in the last so decade, always, one, two, three. It's not always a quarterback. Four, five. So half of them in the past decade have been quarterbacks. 50%. That, decade that before that, makes sense. Matt Ryan, Vince Young. Ben Roethlisberger. The decade before that, there was only three of ten versus wow. Mike Anderson, Anthony Thomas, Clinton Portis, Anquan Bolden, Cadillac Williams, Adrian Peterson, and Percy Harvin. Wow. So it's actually uh, going back even the year before, the decade before that, not a single quarterback in the 90s won Offensive Rookie of the Year. So it's really changed a lot, hasn't it? We've just been yeah. seeing some good classes of rookie well, quarterbacks. I would also argue it's probably because as far as I remember the NFL in the 90s, you didn't start a rookie quarterback. Quarterbacks were brought into the league and sat on the bench for two to three years. Very like Peyton true. Manning was Very a big true. exception. Plus, plus, there was still a strong emphasis on running the ball yeah. um, in that time frame. So. Uh, polls jumped up to 435 votes in, I believe, now. Was that um, enough to change it, though? We need an electoral count on this. So let's... Uh, what would it take? How many more votes would it take to flip the 27, 31% remaining? Where's John King when you need him? Yeah, so keep, keep plugging away at that. Got about an hour left in the poll. But uh, we'll switch gears here and uh, talk about some other stuff going on in a segment we like to call Hobby Happenings. Uh, curated content from around the web. So the Tops of the Class program returns this fall. You might remember that our friend um, Brody the Kid was instrumental in uh, bringing that back several years ago. But it returns this year a little late. But uh, Tops will soon be distributing specialty packs absolutely free to hobby shop owners across the country. Kids are encouraged to bring in their report cards or progress reports or whatever sort of educational measure is used at the school your kid goes to, to redeem one of these special packs. The checklist consists of 100 veterans and rookies with an additional 25 card insert set of retired greats. Friend of the program and TOPS Marketing Communications Manager, Emily Kless, said, We're excited to continue our TOPS of the Class program and reward students' hard work, especially during a challenging 2020, which may have consisted of virtual learning, in-person learning, or both. These exclusive cards are designed specifically for the TOPS of the Class program, and we can't wait to see students starting to bring their report cards into their local participating hobby shop and get rewarded with a free pack of cards. The official start date is still TBD as d distributors are just now getting them and it'll figure out you know, while to get them in the hands of their customers. But in the next week or two, I would imagine. Scott Rogowski of HQ Trivia fame and also a uh, subject of Alan and Ginter a few years back will soon be hosting an all new online trivia experience. This one presented by Collectible App and sponsored by Altan Insights and the Sports Card Expo. 
In this new uh, trivia experience, players will have a chance to win over $3,000 in sports card and memorabilia prizes when the show debuts next Tuesday, November 10th at 9 p.m. Eastern. Hey, same time as us, just on a Tuesday. Smart, smart cookies. Plus, one lucky winner will be selected to receive a $1,000 gift card just for watching the entire event. So if you suck at trivia like I do, you can still win. So tune in and good luck. Well, attorney and collector Paul Lesko reports that Leaf Trading Cards has found themselves in a little bit of a sticky widget, as they say. It appears the company inadvertently forgot to renew their trademark for the Leaf brand name. And of course, another company, albeit not a trading card manufacturer, filed a claim to the trademark ahead of Leaf's renewal. And the situation is now a full-blown legal issue. Here's hoping Mr. Gray can salvage his company's name. Ouch. You've undoubtedly heard the famous quote by President John F. Kennedy, a rising tide lifts all boats. And it's true in the hobby, as was recently seen by the sale of this card at Golden Auctions. Yes, a horribly conditioned T206 Honus Wagner in a PSA 1 sold for, you ready? $1.4 million. <laughs> the price broke the record for a PSA 1 Wagner set by Mile High Card Company just eight weeks ago when a different com copy sold for $1.7 million. 1.17. 1.17. I was... Thank you. <laughs> Read whatever they put on the teleprompter. Keep in mind that in 2004, the record for a PSA 1 Wagner at the time was $109,268. That's incredible. Wow. That is incredible. Do we do, can anybody do quick math? 16 years 12 later. 12x. Wow. Wow is right. All right. Well, longtime viewers of the program are probably well-versed in the problem I have with this card. From the fact that the right edge looks like it was cut with a butter knife to the appearance of the card being printed with a near-empty inkwell. Now, I know they are different cards, but look at this tops version of the card, also graded in a PSA 10 sharp edges, bold colors, and yes, an argument can be made that the centering of this card is closer to 60-40 than 50-50, but its eye appeal alone is certainly more deserving of its overall grade than the OPG version. Why do I bring this up? Well, both happen to be up for sale as Her uh, at Heritage Auctions, and when the company tweeted a side-by-side -side picture, it just got my dander up all over again. More celebrities are getting in on the sports card craze publicly. Last week, TMZ ran a video of a personal break of Mosaic football that Rob Kardashian had purchased. And of course, he hit it big with a one-of-one -one nebula prism of Tom Brady, which amazingly, despite their backlog, has already been graded by PSA in a Jim Mint 10. We would show you the video, but it is definitely not suitable for our PG-13 audience guidelines as the breaker goes a little crazy. 
but you can find it on TMZ.com, where it belongs. Huge, huge game changer. File this story under long overdue and much needed. What is it already? Well, if you're tired of paying for or tired of having to charge $2.95 for a bubble mailer with tracking on eBay, we have some great news. eBay recently let it leak that sometime in the first quarter of next year, they will be rolling out a new shipping option called eBay Standard Envelope. The cost will be just 75 cents and includes tracking. Requirements allow for a standard bubble mailer weighing up to three ounces with up to four cards in penny sleeves or two cards in top loaders, although you can figure out a way to make that work, with a value of no more than $20 and graded cards will not be allowed. Now, I don't know about you, Ivan, but I think this is awesome and can't wait for the program's official rollout. There's no doubt after this season that Fernando Tatis Jr. is going to be a bona fide Major League Baseball superstar. So what was his reaction to seeing his first Topps baseball cards? Watch this. My dad always used to have like a bunch of cards and I used to play with them or just have them. And uh, that was all about, but my dad used to have like a good amount of cards in the, in the house always. He has a couple of my cards. It was it was kind of weird, but <laughs> it was fun at the same time. You see my dad, you know, just having my cards, and it was it was just it was just fun. It was like like that. I'm like, wow, it, it's really happening. It's, stuff is coming to reality, and you know, this are just more motivation to keep working and just to keep rising. person's personality by a 40-second video, but he honestly seems like a nice guy. Mm -hmm. um, well, Panini America continues its commitment to market the hobby to the masses. With the NBA draft less than two weeks away, Panini has partnered with the NBA and NBA.com to produce a series of prospect profiles that include an in-depth written analysis and a video highlight reel. Today's featured prospect is Anthony Edwards. Check it out. And that's a look at this week's hobby happenings. All right. Anything you want to unpack before we dive into uh, box breaks, Ivan? Um, well, you did have a bit of a comment on the um, on the specs that have been shared publicly for the um, eBay seventy five cents with tracking. Uh, I wanted to add on to that a bit because it sounded like you were you were insinuating that people could get away with more cards because of the weight. Well, there's a quarter of an inch thickness, 
So, but I'm saying you could in, instead of you know four cards, you can you know do a memorabilia card, or you could because of the quarter inch thickness. I mean, you can definitely fit more cards in one top load. You know what I mean? There, there's ways around that as gotcha. long as it's just not gotcha. more than a quarter of an inch thick. Yeah, and that's just what I thought was worth sharing was that it's actually, it is not just based on weight, it's based on thickness from what we've seen so far. So do just keep, stay aware of that, yep, but absolutely. still an incredible offering, um, especially with the amount of money that gets spent on shipping. Uh, you know, it, it probably won't change things much for sellers, but that's okay if it can mean that more buyers can get the cards they want at a better price. I'm all for it. I think that's great. So, which would in turn be better for sellers as well. So, exactly. Yeah. You know, if you're saving two dollars, two dollars every ten dollar card you spend, that's twenty percent more cards you can buy. All the right tweets you do for that. I will update the poll question, which also uh cruised past 500 with still 39 minutes left halfway through the regular season who is leading the race for nfl's rookie of the year number one 52.5 percent joe burrow number two tied between other and chase claypool and we know most of the others are justin herbert and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire pulling up in the rear. So Joe Burrow or Justin Herbert, I think, are a fair choice, unless Chase Claypool has another couple of uh, multi-touchdown performance games, which is possible. But, uh, yeah, there it is. So thanks for everybody uh, for participating. Tremendous amount of engagement and interaction on that poll, which we appreciate. But uh, it is now time to take a look at what's going to be hot in the shop next week. We just took a look at some of the stuff hot in the shop this week. So let's show you some products releasing next week to be keeping your eyes on. And we started off with 2020 Panini Illusions NFL football cards. Uh, I've always liked this product, too, since its inception a while back. One encased autograph card, two additional autograph cards, plus two memorabilia cards, 10 acetate inserts or parallels, and five additional parallels in every box. Whoa, that's a lot of goodies coming out of there, including hobby-exclusive SPs with amazing acetate inserts and autographs from the top rookies. Yeah. Hunt for autographs from all of the newest and best rookies. You know them. Joe Burrow, Tua Tagoviola, Jordan Love, Justin Herbert, Henry Ruggs III, Jerry Judy, and many more. Uh, one of the autograph inserts, Pioneer Penmanship, rookie jersey autographs, rookie dual patch autos, memorabilia cards, including dual jersey cards with rookie idols and dual memorabilia dual rookie memorabilia autographs, 10 acetate insert parallels, incredible high action photography, like clear shots on stunning acetate, limited hobby exclusive autograph parallels of those, and look for the short printed trophy collection wild card featuring a current star with a retired legend. There's a 100 card base set to collect and five parallels from that in every box. This is out next week. 
Rob, I couldn't be more excited for the next product, and I know I'm not alone in this. You do it. It's so exciting. MLS soccer cards have been underrepresented this year. I was just in an MLS soccer collector group on Facebook today where they were complaining about that. Well, guess what? We have our flagship 2020 Tops MLS soccer cards. Each box is going to deliver two relic cards and one additional relic or autographed card. And it looks like there's more parallels this year than ever before uh, with 14 insert cards in every box. There's a 200 card base set, including the 22 under 22 and the all new Pitch Prodigies subset showcasing some of the game's top rookie talents. And if you're a team collector like I am, you can go download the checklist in Excel format from GoGTS.net. I'm just happy. I love seeing that Carlos Vela right there from my LAFC. But again, autograph cards, uh, will be in this base set autograph cards got to check out that checklist and see who all is on there as well as tons of insert cards and the parallels if you've seen the prices of the bowman mls product that they had that was just direct from tops you'll know that for soccer collectors in the u.s this is going to be hot very excited to see it cannot wait and jr and herberth i am getting that diego rossi one of one this year not you two there's literally three of us super collectors of him I hate them all, but I love them. 2020 Tops Major League Soccer soccer cards in hobby shops this week. And now is the time of the year where we get a couple of premier uh, draft-related baseball card products. And one of the first to the table is Leaf Ultimate Draft Baseball, which is going to deliver six autograph cards in every box. Featuring an exciting selection of 2020 MLB draft picks, elite prospects, and some of the game's hottest young stars. This product has a super low production run. And it it's loaded with talent. I mean, Jason Dominguez, Ronald Acuna, Austin Martin, number one overall pick, Spencer Torgelson aforementioned Fernando Tatis Jr., Wander Franco. But then, looked like Brian Gray hooked up and got himself some Sammy Sosa autographs. What do you think of that, Ivan? It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And this will be in stores next week. No, we haven't gotten any word that this is going to be delayed in any way, shape, or form. We should be talking about this Leaf product, hopefully only once. Ultimate Draft Baseball. The other product that we have coming out from uh, basketball this week is, well, it's a product we just looked at, but in a different configuration. So, yes, Panini Prism draft picks uh, did hit hobby shops this week. But next week, we will be seeing draft picks choice collegiate basketball cards. Each box is going to deliver one autograph card plus two silver prisms. And if that seems like less than we just saw from our hobby box, get this. There are five choice exclusive parallels in every box. So you've seen the checklist from this already. You've seen some of the hits. It's going to have a highly sought after optochrome cards of the NCAA's top draft prospects from not only the U.S., but from around the globe. Some of those exclusive parallels in this product are Tiger Stripes, 
Nebula, and more, uh, including the 80-card base set. So look for Panini, Prism, Draft Picks, Choice, Collegiate Basketball Cards, 2020 edition in hobby shops and online this next week. This next week. <laughs> All right. If you play Fortnite or you have kids that play Fortnite, you're going to want to get them a box of this for Christmas for sure. Panini Fortnite Series 2 trading cards. Two legendary cards plus two hollow foil parallels and one optichrome hollow parallel in every box. Capture the Fortnite fever with 250 brand new cards, including the most popular outfits from the groundbreaking Chapter 2 storyline. And never get lost again with all new map cards that help familiarize yourself with the updated Fortnite terrain. Upgrading harvesting tool cards now feature your favorite pickaxes on both sides of the card. Find hollow foil parallels at twice the rate of Series 1, now two per box, and all new Optichrome hollow parallels, one per box. In stores next week is Fortnite Series 2. And that's a look at what's going to be hot in the shop and online at your favorite breaker and retailer. All right. Um, uh, we're going to put Ivan to work to pull some winners. In the meantime, uh, our very own Sportsology's Russ Cohen had the opportunity to sit in on a media session when Doug Gilmore's name was called to... Oh, did I say Doug Gilmore? I think I want to say Doug Wilson. Hold on one second. What's this... Vi Who is in this video? Is it Doug Gilmore or Doug Wilson? Let's go yeah. to the tape. <laughs> yeah, let's go to the tape... Yeah, it's Doug Wilson. I was like, I think this is not right. <laughs> Doug Wilson, longtime Blackhawk uh, from a tough era in, in hockey. Check this out. We'll be right back and announce the winners of tonight's numerous prizes. Doug Wilson was the seventh overall selection by the Chicago Blackhawks in the 1977 amateur draft. He would play 14 seasons with the Blackhawks, leading all team defensemen in scoring for 10 consecutive seasons. Traded to the San Jose Sharks in 1991, he played his final two seasons with the team before moving, later moving over into team management. In 1,024 NHL regular season games, Doug recorded 237 goals and 590 assists. Congratulations, Doug. Thank you, lady. Uh, it was an unexpected call, as you can tell by my wife's response. Uh, lady, it was uh, very much appreciated and for me to be able to share it with my my kids, my uh, my grandkids were all here. It's a very, uh, as I said, unsuspecting call. I also want to congratulate Kim, Kenny, uh, Mary, and certainly Kevin and uh, and Jerome. It's an honor to go in with this class, and, I, and I'm sure they're all doing the same thing as I'm doing right now. Just thinking back to all the people that gave us their time and wisdom and knowledge throughout our careers, and uh, you know, it's, it's calls come in. You just look back and think how fortunate all of us were to have amazing support systems through our journey. Yeah, hi, this is um, Mike Zeisberger from NHL.com. Uh, um, this question is for Doug Wilson. Uh, 
Doug, I mean, after waiting so long, as you said, the call was unexpected. Just uh, give us an idea of what the reaction was and what did your wife, what was your wife's reaction when the phone went off? <laughs> well, I'll, I'll let Lanny share that with you, but it was true. It truly was unexpected. And I look at it that this game has just been so good to me and all the things that uh, I've been fortunate to do and, and the journey that I've been on. Um, it was. It was very unexpected. It was. Uh, it worked out that all the family and grandkids just so happened to be here, and we're playing with the kids, uh, grandkids in the pool. So it was a pleasant shock, and that's an understatement. Um, but I, I will say that right, right off the bat, it goes back to realizing how fortunate we were. And then somebody asked, I don't know, was Kevin or Kenny, you know, what makes this important, or what you think about it? It's just. The game of hockey's got special people in it, and I'm a guy that I played in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. I had great fortune to have a, an older brother who was the best big brother you could ever have who won four Stanley Cups with Montreal, and I, my first roommate was Stan Makita, and I got to play with Keith Magnuson, one of the finest people that ever walked this earth, and, and Bob Yor, and, and, and it goes on and on. Um, so for me, this game has given me way more than I've given to it. And uh, you know, to the privilege to be on the call with these other five people is, is special. To even look back and see what this means, uh, I haven't even comprehended it. But all I know is how fortunate um, all of us are to be in a game where people truly care about the game, uh, care about the things that need to be done in, in society. It's a difficult time we're all dealing with right now. Uh, but it truly hasn't sunk in. And uh, I look forward to calling some of the people that um, just pop in my mind that without them, uh, I wouldn't even have been able to make it to the NHL. I'm very thankful, very, very humbling, um, but very fortunate. Lanny, what was the reaction? Well, it was absolutely fabulous. In five years of being able to play Santa Claus and make these calls uh, to our newest inductees each year, this is the first year that... I have been asked if I would tell uh, either a wife or significant other that uh, they are the newest member of the Hockey Hall of Fame. And truly, this game is all about family. And uh, it rings true through each and every one of our newest inductees. And to be able to uh, share that with Kathy on the phone and have her break down a little bit and cry, you, you know how much it means not only to Doug, but to Kathy and the rest of the family. And it was a pretty cool moment that I certainly won't forget for a long all right, Gilmore. that was pretty cool. Um, no, Williams. I love Doug Gilmore. Gilmore. <laughs> okay, so Twitch subscribers have been wondering about the next uh, Twitch subscriber exclusive box break. It's coming. With the NBA draft on the 18th, I figured that we'd do a two-box break of draft related product i've got a box of 2020 contenders and another box of the product we just opened panini prism draft picks we'll do this tuesday the 17th mark your calendars you don't have to be present to win though 
that's the great thing about being a Twitch subscriber when we do an exclusive break for you guys. Yeah. And right? it's not hard. So listen, if you are just tuning in or you're a little newer to the show and you have Amazon Prime, because like me, you have children with needs, diapers, uh, you can get you can subscribe to us for free with your Twitch Prime subscription or your your Amazon Prime. You get one free Twitch subscription. So if you're not already using that, you just click subscribe through there. Make sure you're logged into your Amazon Prime account and click the Amazon Prime option. And it's free and we'll get you entered into those special breaks that we do. Uh, it also goes to help offset shipping just a little bit. You know, even with that new uh, 75 cents, that's through eBay, not through PayPal. PayPal. So that doesn't help us on the shipping side, but your $2.40 a month that we nice get from Amazon. <laughs> yeah, it does. It does help us. So it goes a long way to keeping us happy. And you like us when we're happy, right? Well, actually, you guys like us when we're angry. You guys are so, so into uh, when we get angry, but that's OK. We're about to make you happy now. That's how we roll at GoGTS Live. But that's going to do it for another episode of the Hobbies Web Show. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks to James Gale behind the scenes, Chris Carlin and Tracy Hackler at Upper Deck and uh, Panini, respectively, for providing tonight's boxes. Thanks, as always, to Ivan Lovgren. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode of Go GTS Live, the Hobbies Web Show. But, Ivan, in the meantime, what they sh should they be doing? Always be collecting. You got it. Have a great weekend, everybody. Good night.